Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Try Vegan, a meal delivery plan that is 100% heart-healthy, plant-based, made without gluten, oils, or refined sugar. All customers receive eight meals and two sides for only $100 plus $9.99 shipping. They offer an exciting new menu each week that are shipped out on Mondays. Based in New Jersey, Try Vegan delivers north to Vermont, south to Maryland, west to Pennsylvania, includes all major cities such as New York and Philly. There's no contractor commitment, and you all, my audience, can save 25% off your first order. Promo code, capital L, capital Y, capital T, capital Y, yoga. That's lit yoga. Website is tryveganmealprep.com. Vince is a friend of mine. He is an amazing human being, and I have this myself. This saves me time and energy, and I get these delicious, delicious homemade meals delivered right to my doorstep. So try vegan yourself. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today is Monday Motivation and it is called Free Your Feet. Free Your Feet. This has been kind of an obsession of mine since I was... I guess first as a physical therapist and then really re-examining my own childhood and how much time I spent barefoot. My father was a a physician and orthopedic surgeon. And when I was young, my mom told me, of course, I don't remember this, when we were starting to walk, my brothers and I, I'm a triplet. And so all three of us started toddling around at the same time, we would be barefoot. And he said to my mom, let them be barefoot as long as you can. Uh, There's no reason to put their feet in shoes. Once they start putting them in shoes, they're going to lose some of the strength in their intrinsic muscles of their feet. And he really believed that we needed to stay um, out of shoes for as long as possible to develop the muscles to begin with. Because, you know, until then you're developing some foot muscles from pushing when you're crawling and whatnot, but really develop the intrinsic ones at a different way um, when you are bipedal, when you're upright. And so his whole shtick, his whole belief was, you know, keep them out of shoes and really only using shoes as a protective 
way. Like if you're going to go walking on some kind of surface that could be hurtful, then you would want to have shoes. So we were barefoot a lot. And I really am so grateful for that because I think in general, my feet are in pretty good shape because of those early years of development. So the first thing I'll say about freeing the foot is, or developing freedom in the foot is freeing yourself from your shoes because shoes are not good for your feet. Um, Your foot is really made to be bare as for as much of the time as possible. And we've seen in studies of more primitive cultures where no one ever really puts their shoe in a foot um, or their foot in a shoe, that their feet look and and, um, perform very differently than our feet. Their feet look, they're much wider. So from an aesthetic standpoint, we would look at that and not think of it as something that would be attractive. And that's also part of the problem is we've deemed a smaller, narrow, um, slim foot as attractive when in fact it's probably um, uh, not very well set up for us um, functionally. So we have to really separate the perception of what a foot should look like. And the reality is that it should be um, much wider than our own feet are, um, much stronger. So you look at these primitive cultures and their feet are just strong. They're able to uh, grab onto, so if they were, you know, climbing up a a rock, you know, a rock and facement or something, they'd be able to use their feet as well as their hands. And that's how we are as little kids until we start putting our feet um, in shoes. So first of all, get your free your feet by getting them out of out of shoes as much as possible. Now in the northern hemisphere, we are now in the summer, so this is a lot easier, and so that's why I really wanted to bring up this discussion. But truly, even in colder climates, you can be barefoot as much as you can when you're inside, and that might even mean that when you're in a workplace, you're going to have to find an opportunity to free yourself from shoes. Women in particular have really terrible shoes that have confined our feet for lots of years. And the biggest issue I see with people is um, how their big toe has been kind of crushed, you know, just really bound to the other toes. And we've lost a lot of freedom in that big toe. So what I'm going to explain now are some exercises you can do to improve the mobility of that big toe and the mobility of the other toes as well to get more of the intrinsic muscles of the feet stronger and therefore freer. Because when you're strong and mobile in your body, you ultimately feel free. So I'm practicing these two. And by the way, they're really hard for me. I feel like my feet are strong in a lot of ways, but my ability to articulate my big toes separate from the other toes is really not great right now. So I'm working on this as well. So first of all, free your feet, have nothing on, no socks, nothing, and look down at your toes. So you can be sitting and try and lift your toes without lifting the rest of the foot. So you're just lifting the toes, but the the metatarsals, the, the roots of the toes, the toe pads, so to speak, not the toe pads, but the bottom of the toe where it 
meets the sole of the foot is on the floor. So you're just literally lifting the toe, but the rest of the foot's on the floor. And then lower and do that a number of times. And notice how easy or challenging that is for each of the toes. So often we can maybe get the big toe up a little bit or some of the other toes, but can you lift them all really, really well? Then this is the part that's a big struggle is can you just lift the big toe, but not the other toes? So if you can lift the big toe away from the ground, but have the other toes stay grounded. Now I am still working on this. I started doing this systematically about just two or three weeks ago. And I started looking and I was like, I can't actually lift my big toe independent of the other toes. So what I did, and it's already working, is I lifted all of my toes and then I kept my big toe up and I pushed my other toes down. And then I slowly took my hand away and just made the toes in their configuration stay as is. And it, they could, my big toe could stay up without my other toes lifting for about a second. And then the other toes would start to lift off. And then every day got a little bit better. And some of that is the neuromuscular feedback. The toes usually all lift together and that is good. They need to be able to lift together, but they also, it's a little bit more complex to ask just the big toe to lift and the, the other toes not to lift. So practice doing that and look at your toes while you're doing it. So you get this extra feedback of vision in there. You, it's fine to help your toes stay down by using your hands. So that's one thing to do. Lifting the big toe independent of the other toes. Very challenging. Then the next thing to do is to spread the toes. So I talk a lot about this in my yoga classes. How much can you spread the toes? And you can actually, when you when you start to spread them, you can feel the fascia between the toes open. And sometimes you feel like, wow, this is really getting a good stretch, especially that big toe. Bringing it laterally away from the other toes is challenging. And for anybody who's getting the beginning of a bunion or who already has a bunion, This will be challenging, but absolutely necessary. Just because you have a bunion doesn't mean you're not going to be able to improve the alignment of that big toe. When you have a bunion, what happens is that big toe, um, it's called hallux valgus. So hallux is the big toe. It goes toward the other toes. And so the bottom, the metatarsal has to wing out to the side. So you get this big kind of lumpy thing on the side of your big toe because of the angle of the of the big of the toe. And if you look at a bunion, it really is following the alignment of a shoe. It's like the shoe has bounded in that position. So you do have to free your foot and then you have to work on developing the strength because you've essentially lost so much of the strength and freedom in the big toe, but it's not too late. So practice spreading your toes. Spread them and hold them spread them and hold them all day. Work on opening and um, really spreading out those toes. Then work on spreading the toes, lifting the toes away from the ground, but keeping the metatarsals on the floor, and then trying to lower one at a time, even if it doesn't work. Mine, Mine kind of come, I can get the pinky down first, and then the fourth and third toe come down together. But it's you stretch them, and you open them, and you lift them, and then you're trying to one at a time, ground the toes down, starting from the fifth, the fourth, the third, and then the big toe. That again is really challenging, but 
even in the thought of it, you are laying down the brain mapping to do it, right? So you have to first, they already know that in motor activity, the first thing that happens is the visualization pathway. So if you visualize a movement happening, you're beginning the, that's the beginning pathway to that movement occurring, executed. So start with the visualization of it. What is it like to lift my toes, spread them, and then one at a time, bring them down. So that's the other exercise. The final exercise is you can, and this, a lot of people might know this if they've ever had plantar fasciitis or Achilles tendonitis or things like that. Um, The towel grab, where you put a very thin towel underneath your foot and you grab it. You like, like, like you're trying to actually pick it up with your toes. So you, you um, squeeze around it and you hold it. And maybe you can even try and lift the towel up a little bit, but but it's really the intrinsic muscles that you're getting for the arch of the foot. And so you're pulling your toes and your foot toward a plantar flexion of the foot to, to get that grab of the towel. And so that grab is a real, that's like a like what we would do if we were climbing on something, we would grab the surface with our foot. And so we need the strength of those intrinsic muscles to do it. So you've been working, like the first number of exercises are working on the opposite motion, lifting the toes away from the floor. And now you're pulling them into the floor and then pulling the toes and the heel together to really work on the um, the arch and that's a and work on that a lot because that mu- the musculature of grabbing and pulling against the surface of the floor and pulling against the and giving the towel like you're kind of squishing the towel together is really important for the muscles of the foot. When these muscles of the foot and the and the toes are stronger, you will be freer. It will have a huge impact up the chain, so to speak, on how you can direct your energy, hold on to your energy, and execute a movement pattern. Your performance will be improved, all of that, just because you're getting freer and stronger in your feet. So go out there and do that. Hopefully this is your motivation, not just for today, but for the rest of your life going forward. Free those feet. It's never too late. Obviously it's great, like my dad, um, really promoted starting early in life, but it's never too late to to redirect the course the way that you're moving and grooving on your feet. As always, pulling for you. Lots of love. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.